and welcome to a live in-person recording of the Moonshine <laughs> Jesus Show. We are so glad that you're here today. We are at Uptown Tavern in San Diego, California, and it is so fun to be in person, especially with you, Mark. This is kind of amazing. This is only the second time this has happened for us, where we've Weird. been able to record the show live in person where we're sitting in the same room. I know, right? I mean, you know, it's something people take advantage for granted a lot of times, <laughs> right. but oh, yeah. not us. We, we're on, usually on different sides of the country when we record this. Right. And here we are together. It's right. just fantastic. Like a foot away from each other. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little worried about it, frankly. You should be. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what I'm going to do, right? Uh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I was thinking, too. Yeah. Uh, it was, we were about 25 shows in the first time that we were together in person, mm -hmm. and now we're about 50 shows yep. in, and we're together again. And so I was thinking... Thinking Man. like every 25 shows or something. Right? Well, yeah, we should do it. We should do it. Okay. Hey, uh, this is sponsored by ProgressiveChristianity.org. Today we're going to be talking about the HBO series The Last of Us, and there will be spoilers. But here's the thing to know: you know there are only two episodes. We can't spoil <laughs> much. We okay. Really can't. We Check really us can't. out on social media. Hey, one of our plans. Uh, one of the things we do every time that we gather is to yep. talk about our drinks. Usually we have themed drinks, but we're at a bar. We don't necessarily <laughs> have things. I, tell us about what you're drinking. Well, I, I ordered the Sutter Smash. In a lot of ways, there is a thing there because the infected folks in this show get smashed frequently. So Th They do. Uh, <laughs> this is this is a Jack in, Daniels. In multiple ways. In multiple ways, exactly. Yeah. This is Jack Daniels, a lemon juice, honey, and it's all muddled with uh, bay leaves and blackberries, and it's actually really delicious. Yeah. What are you having, man? Yeah, okay, so I'm having a mimosa, and there's a reason for this, okay? Mm. So there is, at the, at the beginning of this, there's right. uh, this, uh, we're starting to see infections, they're talking about how viruses are spread, and, and then we cut from scientists talking about, about the virus Absolutely. right to the scene of a kitchen, and they're drinking orange juice, uh, vitamin C, well you know, like trying to build well up immune systems and stuff like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I am building up my immune system with this mimosa. I don't know if you're building up your immune system, but you're certainly building up something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe so. Cheers, sir. Cheers to you. Hey, cheers, cheers to all to you everybody. Out Thanks there. for joining cheers. us for the show. Thanks for being here. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to listen to our Moonshine Jesus theme again, and we'll be back to geek out a little bit about The Last of Us. Welcome back to the Moonshine Jesus Show. You've joined us for our segment where we are going to let our geek flags fly pretty proudly. Do you think we can do it? I am I'm certain not, we I'm can not sure we're geeky uh, enough. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know if I am, but you certainly are. I Caleb. certainly you've am. Got, I absolutely got, you're am. You're more than yep. capable of it. So today we're talking about The Last of Us. It's a new series out on HBO. And just for those who maybe uh, aren't familiar with it, this is actually based on a video game. And it you're a, a gamer. You played I, this? I, I am a gamer. Oddly, as popular as this one was, I never played it. And it's strange because it's sort of this action, adventure, survival, horror game combination of, of all of that. And they decided to make it into the show. 
So just to catch people up on what this show is about, uh, it's set in a post-apocalyptic time. Uh, that's the result of humans becoming infected by a mutated fungus. So it's not really a disease, it's a fungus. Uh, and and um, it gradually takes control of people. It infects their minds, takes control of them, and they basically slowly turns them into cannibalistic zombies. Yeah. I mean, they're not really zombies, but they're kind of zombies. Yeah, right? Fungus zombies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fungus among us, basically. Uh, yeah. uh, and, and so it follows Joel, who's this hardened person. It's 20 years in as the fungus has started taking over. Yeah. And uh, he ends up being responsible for a young girl, Ellie, I think about age 14, 11, uh -huh. 14. Yep. And... Um, she seems to have some resistance to this fungus, mm -hmm. and they begin this quest to get him, uh, get her to the doctors who are trying to figure out how to cure all of humanity and save the world. The fungus is so incredibly horrific and scary. I, I'm very curious about your reaction to this scene. Yeah. It's in the second episode, and they bring in the specialist, right? The scientist who's a specialist uh -huh. in fungal infections. Yep. And... She, she looks at the, the body that they have for her to examine there yeah. and sees the fungus and, and asks how this happened. They said, well, they were bitten. Yeah. And they said, what do we do? And do you remember what happened? Uh, she says, you bomb the place. Uh, you bomb, bomb the city. Bomb yeah, the whole bomb city. It. Bomb yeah, all, bomb all of, it. of it. And yeah. they bombed everything. Yeah. Like so many cities are taken right. out. Yeah. So I'm curious. You're not, not much of a gamer, right? I'm not much not of a gamer. gamer. I, I, no. that, I, I'm going to take back See, a little hey, bit of what I said about who's you being a geek. A geek. Yeah. I'm going to take back a yep. little bit of that. But were, were you familiar with, with this at all? I wasn't. No, this was okay. completely new yeah. to me. It just I, I had seen that it got great reviews. And, you know, a lot of times uh, shows that are based on video games don't get great reviews. And Correct. I saw the trailers and I thought, I've got no familiarity with this. I like apocalyptic kind of stuff, like right. the dystopian future kind of stuff. I was in for it. So, uh, so yeah, I had no experience with any of it at all, but uh, was immediately grabbed by it. Uh, yeah. Well, it's kind of interesting that it grabs yeah. you because it yeah. is like so many other shows and yeah. post-apocalyptic where yeah. there's some kind of infection and everyone's trying to avoid it right. and they've got to figure out how we save humanity through yeah. all of this. What is it? What did you think that it was that was so... I'm going to use the word. What was so infectious about ah, the show? Ah, uh, I'm good with the dad jokes. I'm good with the dad jokes. <laughs> uh, so I, I liked... So the, the intro scene, right, is them talking about an infectious virus. Right. Right? This is a, it's in the 1960s. The scientists well, are talking... an infectious fungus that takes over ants. Right. right. It's, the, the, that was the very first opening on that talk show yeah. where they're talking about it, it infecting ants. Is that what you're right. talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah but, before that, the, but before that, the scientist is talking about how viruses spread. Yes. And uh, so you immediately have like this COVID-19 thing, right? And he's talking about how, how we could have a global pandemic and we're like, hey, we just had a global pandemic. Right. We get that. <laughs> yeah, that really could happen. And then this other guy comes and he talks about the ants, right? And, right. and how a fungal infection can't happen in humans. Right. It's never happened in humans. Never happened in humans. Unless 
the earth were to raise a the few degrees. Yeah. Okay, so all of a sudden they're talking about climate change and, and they're saying that is something that's disastrous. Absolutely. And they said, well, how about the vaccines? They said, there are named vaccines, there are any vaccines for that. For and, so, and so what was gripping about that is, okay, we've just lived through this yeah. global pandemic, right? With uh, with the virus. Absolutely. They're like, yeah, that's that's horrible. And said, oh, something even worse could happen. Can happen, right. And like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it does. And what's frightening yeah. is, the particular disease they talk about with ants is a real fungal infection that happens to ants. This wasn't, this isn't science fiction. Wait, what? It's science fact. What? Isn't that frightening? And, you know, the earth is warming up. We've kind of messed up the environment. Wait, it is. I don't know if you've noticed. I hadn't heard. We have messed this up the environment a little bit. So, uh, it's also interesting in that there is a very, for a show like this, there there's a very limited number of characters. Yeah. And I'm wondering... Did you connect with any particular character? Was there yes. anything in there that really identi so, you identified with? Yeah, so the, the first part of the show, the first 30 minutes of the show, we, uh, we get to see through uh, Pedro Pascal's character's daughter, right? right? Her eyes. We get to follow her around. Her name's Sarah. We follow her around for 30 minutes yep. as she's planning for her dad's birthday. She's going to get a and watch she, fix. She is such a fantastic actress. Fantastic. You immediately are all about her and her character. Right, right. Yeah. So I'm in for it. I'm yeah, like, I'm like, too. okay, we're yeah. going to follow. And I don't know anything about the game, right? right? So I don't right. know exactly yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. And so I, I say, yeah, uh, I, I'm here. I can't wait for yeah. a season of following her. I know it's about uh, Pedro Pascal's character and a young girl. I assume it's his daughter, his daughter. Yeah. right? So we spend 30 minutes getting emotionally attached to the daughter. There's an outbreak, and she gets shot by, a border, by, by like a border patrol guy yeah. or a cop or so, something. It's not really clarified, but she gets shot and she dies. Uh, yeah. And the main character who we've spent 30 minutes getting attached to is yeah. ripped from us. Absolutely immediately. Yeah. For me, that was one of the more engaging pieces. When, yeah. How in the world do you have this main character that you spend so much time and energy setting up and making sure it happens, and then you just kill them off? It, and in the arms of her father. Right. Which, for me, really helped me then care about him because, frankly, he's not that very interesting of a person. Yeah. He's kind of dry. He's not very affectionate. He's, you know, but you see him, all of a sudden he has lost this child. And, and it's, it's out of fear. Yeah. It's fear that killed his daughter because you have this sort of new border patrol that's trying to keep people from moving outside of infected areas. And just out of pure fear, he, he shoots her and, and she dies. And it kind of helps un you understand why 20 years later, which is what the next cut is, why he is just, he is just rough around the edges to, to yeah. be very nice about it. Was, uh, okay. Smuggling and really kind of indifferent about people. He was rough to anything. begin with, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things, though, I found really interesting. How many times is he, the actor, yeah. going to be, my job is to take this young one with me and take them across whatever amount of space. <laughs> I mean, she's, she's basically a, young, a, a, a baby Yoda with an attitude, is she not? I mean. <laughs> That's right, right. So, right, because Pedro Pascal's in The Mandalorian, and he's, he's taking mm -hmm. uh, uh, Grogu, baby Grogu, Yoda, baby across. Yoda. That's right. That is his character. That is what he's That's good at. That is his niche. Yeah. Pedro Pascal, uh, he's going to take it. It really is. And, and he never says it, uh, but but essentially the way he kind of interacts with everybody when, and, and they're, as they're trying to figure out what they need to be doing, you can almost hear him about every other scene say, this is the way. 
this is the way. (laughs) Very Mandalorian. Very Mandalorian, yes. Uh, In a post-apocalyptic Earth. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm I'm curious, Ellie, the the girl who actually ends up trying to help uh, get to the doctors to find the cure, um, have you found her to be a really engaging character so far? She's uh, okay. So she's interesting. She, uh, I don't think she's as engaging as the daughter was. Uh, I and I mean, in, in part, we haven't really gotten to know her. She does have like a lot of attitude. And uh, awesome. is and that an understatement? No. Yeah, that's very, very much an understatement. <laughs> attitude. She's, she's got something. <laughs> she, she does. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of understandable. Here's a here is a child who was orphaned at a young age, yeah. doesn't really know anything about her mom yeah. a- at all, yeah. and is kind of having to trust these adults that she somewhat barely knows yeah. who, are tr- who are trying to basically smuggle her out of these uh, condemned zones to yeah. get some, her, to, her to the doctor. Right, some kind of vaccine yeah. from her blood or something. Yeah, absolutely. We, we don't know, really. Right. Uh, we're waiting to find out what, yeah. what was really going on. Yeah. And so... I'm curious as where you think this might be going because yeah. we've only had two shows. You've never played the games. You've never read That's about right. the games. And all we really have seen, infectious, fungus, and then all of a sudden we have to save humanity through this young girl who has as much of an attitude as the guy who's trying to rescue her or deliver her to, to, to the doctors. Well, you probably, do you know the storyline? Do you know what's going to happen? Before, before I guess. I, I know a little bit about what happens in the game okay. line, but I am not convinced that that's what's going to happen. Okay, here's what I think is going to happen. I think, uh, I, 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 I think the, the, most of the season is going to be about the smuggling, and okay. uh, I think he's going to I, – so I saw the preview for episode three where they're going yeah. to meet up with, with the friends that they were talking about in this last episode. So I, I think those friends are going to join the quest. They're going to they're work to get to, to doctors to make some kind of a vaccine from the blood. That's, that's what I think is going on. Okay. Uh, and, I, and I think it's going to fail because yeah. we need multiple seasons of this. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we know that it's already been renewed for a second season. Okay. So there's absolutely – so in the game, they're traveling from Chicago or what once was Chicago, which we know is kind of the setting uh, so far. And they're going to be ultimately going to, I think, Salt Lake City. Oh, they're in Boston. They're in Boston. That's right. Yeah. They're in Boston. They're going to be traveling to Salt Lake. And it's going to be quite the journey, and all kinds of interesting things are going to happen. Uh, but they've already renewed it for season two. So my thing is, there's absolutely no way the doctors are going to be there. Because uh, yeah. if they they're are, gonna get there. you don't get a season two. <laughs> yes, you're right. Hey, cheers. Cheers. Second, second drink. We don't always get to see what drink we're on. There we are. But today we do. There drink we go. Two. Um, I'm wondering if you feel like they did enough in the first... We usually don't talk about shows until they're pretty deep into a season. I'm wondering if you think they've done enough in the first two episodes as a person who's not familiar with the background of it to engage people enough to get you interested in these characters. Look, I I think so. I think we're building. And one of the challenges has been that you get to know... One of the characters, right? You spend most of the first episode or half of the first episode with a character who ultimately ends up dying. And then uh, the dad is almost on the periphery. And then he becomes like a central character. And then new characters are introduced. So I don't think we've learned a lot about the characters yet. I don't think there's been a lot of character development. I'm invested. I want to see what happens. But I think you're right that we keep getting characters introduced and pulled out. 
Who knows? And, and I think that's what we're going to see. Our yeah. two main t- characters are always going to be Joel and, and Ellie. Ellie. Yeah. And I, I love that it's set in this post-apocalyptic where there's all this horrible stuff happening and coming at them all the time. But it's already very clear that this is going to be a show about relo- relationship and personal growth. Uh-huh. Because the two main characters are sort of, sort of hardened characters. Yeah. Uh, a father who lost a daughter and is not allowing anyone to get close to him anymore. Yeah. Uh, a, a daughter who... A, a young girl who grew up not knowing any of her parents in an orphanage and dealing with all of the, uh, the horrors of this post-apocalyptic world who is also so sarcastic and biting in the way she responds to She's any fun. adult. Yeah. Which is also sort of protecting herself. Yep. So we're throwing these two main characters together who are so kind of anti-relationship. Uh-huh. And they're going to have to become a team yeah. in some way uh-huh. to, to make this 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 journey yeah. to hopefully save all of humanity. I, I think that's going to be really interesting. And I suspect that it might be part of what we talk about in our next in the in the next part of the show. So we're going to take another quick break. Uh, well, after this drop, we'll come back and talk about some of the, the theological and political implications of this show. Welcome back to the Moonshine Jesus Show. We are entering our next uh, segment where we talk about theology and politics. And so here at the Moonshine Jesus Show, one thing we try to do is we try to talk about things that are going on in pop culture. And then we try to see how they relate to faith, how they relate to the way that we live our lives. And so there is a ton in this show, which I think is one of the reasons I liked it, Mark. Yeah, it's interesting because if you just kind of sit there and just let the show happen, yeah, and it, don't pay too close attention. It can be just another show about surviving, watch over you. Yeah. surviving horrors. Yeah, but there's so many pieces that they've planted that I yeah. think are really interesting. Yeah. So here's what I want to ask you about. Okay. I want to start with something we've already talked about. So you uh, mentioned the kind of the first scene or the one of the scenes in uh, in the second episode right. where we've got the infectious disease doctor who says bomb. The cities, yes. right? Bomb the cities. There's no way to contain this. Bomb the cities. Uh, here's what I want to know. I'm going to quote uh, Mr. Spock. I oh. want to know. Oh, you're going to a soft spot. You're quoting Spock. I know I am. I love it. Yeah. I, love I, I want it. to know if the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one or oh. the few. Uh, so is bombing of innocent people justified? Right. Is violence justified in this manner? And <laughs> if it uh, is something that is going to stop an outbreak? I mean, is that kind of use of force ever justified? Is this kind of justification of of, of violence okay? What do you think? uh, There are times when violence is justified so that the needs of the many um, can can be met. Um, My problem with the way this happens is Mm -hmm. we have to trust that this infectious disease person understands enough to have tried to, to have processed in her head that all other possible uh, avenues to to have positive outcomes have happened. Wait, wait. 
one person might not have all the answers. Is that what you're saying? That that really shoots my ego down. I I was going to say the one person wasn't you. So (laughs) well, you know, uh, that's right. You, I would have assumed that you were completely. You knew, of course, you would have known. But she, look, she's only a doctor who probably has multiple infectious disease. Right. She yes, doesn't okay. come to the level of what it. you do. So, <laughs> of course, but in her case, I, the real problem I have is that she does make this decision. And we ultimately find out that it happened in lots of cities because we yeah. see them in a city where there are bomb craters and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it is justifiable if you go through all of the steps that lead up to this is the only re- this is the last resort. Hmm. It's only okay when it's the last resort. And in our world, we see in wars and stuff, we don't we don't do that. Yeah. Um, there there are. You talk about just war theory. I was going to say I I know Mark is a just war <laughs> theory kind of guy. I want to hear about this. Well, you talk about just war, and I'm not I'm not going to delve too deep into it. But there is this checklist that you have to work yourself through before you can justify violence. Hmm. And what I see in this particular show is kind of what humanity always does, and they leap to the simple solution of violence. Hmm. And we do see that happen here, and I think that's the bomb them, bomb all of them. Okay, so to follow up on this, one of the, one of the things that we get, one of the pieces of information that we get is that other than in Boston and maybe a couple of other right. places, it didn't even work. Right. So uh, how about that? What, what about when we overestimate, uh, yeah. you know, if, if it's going to work? Uh, is, well, I mean, are there consequences to that? Well, I mean, they definitely overestimated and they were incorrect that this would solve any real problems yeah. uh, and would prevent the spread of it. But, I mean, the way it's being presented is there was no way for them to know. Yeah. Like, they went to the last resort. They just jumped right to it. Yeah. And I think that's not, not good. I, I don't like when pop culture shows that being the immediate and best solution huh. to, to move immediately to violence. I think it would be a lot more healthy. And frankly, it would, as, a, as a, my first undergraduate degree was in English, as a writer, it would yeah. be so much more interesting to process, oh, what about this? Can we do this? Like, I think you, you could have spent an entire episode of seeing experts trying to process how do we avoid going to violence? Yeah. And, and then the gravity and the gravitas of arriving at the conclusion, man, we have tried everything. Yeah. And there's no choice. I can't believe we're going to have to kill millions upon millions, billions of people. Yeah. I think that would have been... A, one, a, a lot more drama would have been yeah. introduced, and two, would have been a lot more informative for who we are and who we should be together. Yeah, and we certainly didn't get any any real struggle, right? Like, was this the right decision? Right. I mean, we're only two episodes in, so who knows? But yeah, we didn't really get to struggle with that at all. So another question I have is, this is a fungal infection, and so one, one thing we find out is that the fungus has... Uh, infected all of this life and it's interconnected yeah okay so um it seems to be that this is an like an evolution thing right like it's a survival of the fittest like human beings right. were no longer the, fungus, the fittest yeah. and the fungus was the fittest right, right? so um here's what i'm wondering mm-hmm. um maybe not with the fungus but will humanity ever be replaced Okay, and so there's this theological ideal that humanity has been given a special control, like a special place, like dominion over the earth. 
I want to know, um, what would you say theologically? What would, it, what would it be saying if, like, humanity were replaced, if we had this special relationship with God? <laughs> what do you think about that? Well, I, I, th- that question, in a lot of ways, is rooted in, in uh, old theology. And, yep. and, and what the humanity's relationship with God and that God has created. Right, humanity. and so that's a lot, a lot of what people bring. A lot, a lot it is. A bring. lot of people bring that to it. I, for, for me, though, I have to leap outside of those yeah. kind of expectations and understanding of a special relationship between humanity and the, the divine. Wait, are you saying we're not special? I'm saying you're not special. I'm not saying that we're <laughs> not. I think the rest of us are probably very special. <laughs> but, but just not me? Yeah, uh, well, you got a bow tie, so maybe a little bit special, a little bit special. You, you at least look like you're dressed very special. Thank you. So well, you know, I've got to do what I can. You do what you got to do. You work with what you got. I That's get right. that. I get that. No, I mean, it's very, it's, it's pure hubris to believe that humanity will always rule the, the planet. And, yep. and, there, and, and in terms of the, the, the time that, that the planet has been around, yeah, we're a blink. We're, we're barely anything. Our existence is nothing. So, yeah, for, for me, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, I hope that they come back and do more work with. So, the hubris again uh, of humanity of rising up to the top and then not caring enough about our connectedness we talk about how the fungus has a connection with itself and communicates uh, within the show i really want to see them work on talking about how our ignoring how we're connected to each other and to the environment and to created the space that will ultimately destroy, like, we are our own worst enemies. We, we created the situation that will destroy us. Yeah, yeah. That's very interesting. And uh, one of the things I thought that was also interesting about the, uh, the, you know, it's fungus, right? So it's kind of a weird thing, but it's talking about interconnectedness and everything being connected. And I thought that really does kind of have a, a relation to kind of how we think about life and how it is that we ought to be uh, connected. And so... Maybe not like the whole running and like biting people and eating people <laughs> thing, but like right. the interconnection of all creation is something yes. that's very interesting and particularly interesting for progressive Christian theology, I think. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And I think it's at the core, for me at least, and, and it's one of the things about progressive Christianity. Uh, we have this kind of wide, big, giant tent where you yep. can have very, we even you know, make space for various understandings of who and what God is. Yeah. And for me, it is that connectedness that, that thrives on love and support. Yeah. Uh, that That's God for me. Yeah. And so I, I do feel like progressive Christianity can, can uh, experience a lot of positivity through um, a show like this that shows that yeah. if we don't recognize our yeah. connectedness to each other and to the environment, we're missing out on everything that we can be for each other and, and, and the world. I love that. I love uh, kind of the getting rid of the old guy in the sky, especially if it's a white guy with a long white beard. Yeah. Um, that if we're focusing more on how we're connected to each other, yes. that that's, uh, that that's I mean, you, certainly you, more important. If you think about it, this whole show doesn't happen if we understand how connected we are with each other and yeah. to creation. Yeah. If we really understood that that's part of what God is and what uh, we are trying to seek out and understand, if we really truly understood that, yeah. this show makes no sense. Because it, right. we, the, all of the scenarios that set up what happens would never have happened. 
never have happened, right? right? Because then we have a relationship with creation and we're concerned with it. So, okay, I want to pivot a little bit. So, on the walls in Boston, um, so this is after the outbreak has happened and, uh, and we have jumped forward 20 years. Right. On the walls... Okay. A phrase is scrawled. Oh, I paused it on that. Now I don't remember it. Remember? You, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. I was like, wait a minute. I got to go back and see that. <laughs> so it says, when you're lost in the darkness, oh, yeah. look for the light. That was scrawled on the walls. Yeah. I, I, it seems to have been affiliated with like the resistance movement. I want to know what you think of that sentiment. And uh, I want to know, uh, you know, both in the yeah, show, right. how it relates, and in the real world, what do you think? I believe in the... Well, I'm going to start with the show. Okay. Because I don't like yeah. it in the show. Yeah. I got this really strong sense that that was put up by a kind of cultist religious movement that was responding to everything that was mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I don't know if you remember the scene where Joel... Is kind of observing stuff going on, and this one person walks up beside him and kind of is like casual, and then he was like, "You know about the light?" Yeah. And Joe was like, right. "I'm I not talking to you. That. I'm not doing that." Yep. I'm not, not doing that. And yeah. I, it, there was something about that that felt really off and wrong, and I feel like they're. I'm a little worried that they're going to kind of that the only religion that we're going to see there is like is going to be this kind of. Crazy, crazy, manipulative. Yeah. You know, we're in dark times, so look for the light and not really have any real answers. Wait, outside is there of- a religion other than that? I, probably not. I, I mean, I, I can't think of any, anything that would be, right? I right, yeah, anything. I've never experienced that. Uh, yeah. But from a more theological point of view, yes, when we're in the darkness, look for the light. Hmm. Uh, but let's not make, let's not overstate the light. The way that that has been used in religion for a very yeah. long time is is not particularly intellectual. It's yeah. It's almost like here's a nice kind of softball. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, it's, if if things are bad, hey, try to figure out what's nice and just make it okay. Yeah. Um, I'm more of a Fred Rogers kind of look for the light. Like, mm. look for the actual light. Look for the moments, the people that the are helpers. out there that are yeah. doing good, the helpers yeah. that are out there, um, and and. I will, I will be so happy if that is the theme the show comes back to, yeah. and it's not some kind of fringe society, religious nutball group of folks. Yeah. I would really love it if it is about look for the light, and the light ends up being each other and our relationship to each other and the folks that are in the world trying to be good, doing, doing what is right and good. Because yeah. that is, even in today's world, what the light is, or the folks that are out there trying to make, break down the, the boundaries that other people set up, trying to break down the divisions that people create, yeah. and, and reconnecting us with each other and seeing the intrinsic value of every human life. Yeah, and we should also point out, I think that, uh, you know, this is also, I mean, the look for the light thing is also kind of a, a racist phrase, or at least there are racial undertones and in, in, right. in pieces of that. And uh, which like is the horrific. Whole, right, the yeah. things of darkness and light. And, um, like, light always being good or lighter (laughs) always being good and darker always being bad is something that there is a a lot of theologically problematic stuff with, and certainly in terms of race. And and the fact that anything that is dark is is housed is bad. Because the reality is, you know, in Genesis 1, the mixed mess, the darkness, the tohu wabohu. Yeah. it's actually an amazing thing. Yeah. 
It's not bad. It is what all good comes out of. It is what mm. creation comes from. Chaos is not chaotic. Chaos has a real purpose. And wow. there's so many lessons to be learned as we experience and go through. It is part of what life is genuinely about. And yeah. so setting up that balance, I completely agree. Theologically, it's a bunch of crap. I mean, it, <laughs> there's nothing useful or good about darkness. the way that that is done. Yeah. I, I love that. You've just changed the creation story for me, uh, as you often do, Mark, with your theological I, I, I apologize. I don't mean to do that. I love it that all good comes out of the darkness of, of creation. Hey, look, I would love to sit here and talk about theology and politics uh, of this show with you Absolutely. all day because there's a As lot. long as they bring me another drink, I'll do it, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> but yes. I, I would Fair do enough. it. Fair I enough. would do Fair it. Enough. But Fair we've enough. also got to get to our favorite segment, oh, which yeah. is our, our last segment. And it's called the Make Me Look Stupid segment where uh, we, we get to ask each other questions and almost always... Mark makes me look stupid. <laughs> Let's take a break and come back. Right. Hello and welcome back to the Moonshine Jesus Show. First of all, I just want to thank all of you that are here in person. I can't tell you how much it means to us to have you here, to have people participating with us. It's a rare treat, so thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We really, truly appreciate yep. you being here. And now this is so exciting. I cannot wait. I, I get really on, almost on pins and needles at this part to see if I can figure out the question that Caleb will go, oh, that is a good question. He does that a lot to buy time when I ask a question. It's not that he actually thinks it's a good question. It's that he's <laughs> like, what can I say to buy a little... So anyway, I have... The, the other thing, for those who are maybe here in person who don't follow the show, the other thing that Caleb has recently become really obsessed with is before I ever get to my question, mm -hmm. stealing my question at I some like point to do earlier that. in the story. I show. really like to do and that. I, yeah. And I get stuck because I only came prepared with one question. Yep. This time I came prepared. You have no idea. I've, you've got you have, 10 questions. Uh, almost ready 10 to go. questions. Yeah. This is a simple question. There's nothing theological about it. There's nothing political about it. This is all about storyline. Okay. I'm curious to know how you think the fungus began infecting all of the people in this story? Yeah, that's really uh, an interesting question because we have not found out anything about it. We don't know anything about patient zero. We, we haven't? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, uh, we, we haven't found patient zero. We, found we definitely haven't found patient zero. Yeah. But we've not found anything about... Hmm. Well, other than the climate change. Uh, other than climate change, right? right? Like, so we but, know that but that just says why... Fungus developed to a point that it infected humans, right? Right. That's all it tells us. Doesn't tell us it, what was the mode of infection. Right. Yeah. And so I, I, I don't think we know. I, we don't know yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you see, I told you. I said, <laughs> I see, know. he's gonna take me. Look, he's gonna make me look stupid. Okay. I so know. I want to know. All right. So, tell me, what, what do all you right. think? What do you think it is? I'm not sure, but here, yeah. here's a, here's a theory. Yeah. 
And this is only going to make sense to the people who have watched the show. So I apologize to all of you who probably haven't seen it yet. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. In the first episode, Joel is with his family. Mm -hmm. Uh, Am I using the right word, Joel, right? Joel. His name's Joel. And uh, there's several different things that happen. Uh, Pancakes for your breakfast. I don't like pancakes. Well, we don't have pancake mix. They don't eat pancakes. Yeah. Uh, go next door to visit the, the, the neighbors. Yeah. Oh, we're going to eat cookies. Oh, you're putting raisins in the cookies? I'm not going to eat the cookies. Yeah. Oh, as she's leaving. Oh, would you like a biscuit? These are the best biscuits in the world. Oh, I'm not eating those biscuits. Yeah. I don't like biscuits. Yeah. And they don't get infected. The people who ate the biscuits, the, the people who are eating the flour-based products, hmm. There was way too much focus, as a writer, there was way too much focus on avoiding anything that had flour in it. Like, why do you emphasize I'm not eating pancakes? Why do you emphasize I'm not eating those cookies? Why do you emphasize I'm not eating those See, biscuits? this is a creative writer, <laughs> a writing person. So, work. I think the infection somehow came through... Flour? Grain-based products. Hmm. Hmm. Am I, how far off do you, is that? I don't know. So that didn't occur to me at all. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, well, I'm, I, you know, I am, she's a picky eater. I am very <laughs> weird and odd. I get that. <laughs> she's, she's not interested in eating that stuff. Hmm. So that's really <laughs> interesting. Funga, fungus within wheat-based pro- yeah. products that's been, been able to... I mean, to, why would they emphasize so much that, we're, yeah. that this particular family yeah. over this period of time is not interacting with that particular product? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, it doesn't advance the storyline if it doesn't in some way. Okay. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Uh, we'll do um, a follow up to this. So if we do things early on in the series, we do a follow up. So we'll do a follow up to I this think at the end of this season. We will do another show. That's right. To see if I'm going to hold you accountable. Oh gosh. <laughs> so, so that's the thing. I'm going right, to say, hey, was All it right, flour? I don't fair. know. That's fair. That's very yeah. fair. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, I'm not worried. I'm, I'm not happy about this. I'm a little okay. worried. Yeah. Okay, so um, we've just seen the scene in the intro uh, about, you know, kind of the fungus and how right. it can grow into this pandemic, this global pandemic. There's nothing we can do to fight it. Right. The first people that we see infected with this fungal virus is the very religious family next door, where the woman says, people just need to get right with Jesus. <laughs> Have any of you ever heard that? Have you ever been told you need to get right with Jesus? But my question, I, yeah, we've all heard that, but are you right with Jesus? That's what I want to know. Are you right with no, I'm kidding. no? I'm kidding. I'm absolutely kidding. No. Are you right with Jesus? Uh, probably not, frankly. <laughs> not, not the way they're meaning it anyway. And then she goes further and she says, three nails plus one oh cross God, yes. equals forgiven. Oh, my God. Right? Yeah. Hey, get the T-shirt. Get the T-shirt. Three, three nails. Yeah. I've, Do you have a T-shirt? That says no, I've that? seen people with a T-shirt. The, the bumper sticker, too. North Carolina? I can't believe it. I know. It's weird. You wouldn't think. In North I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what does it say that these are the first people that are infected with the virus? Is the, uh, the writer trying to say anything about religion in general, or am I reading too much into this? Uh one, yes, you're reading too much into it. It just happens. To Never. Me. Well, I think you really are reading too much into it. Um, but I, it does, though, go back to my real concern. I have, I have a feeling that this show is going to show 
religion as a very monolithic kind of way of being in life, uh-huh. and it's going to dummy it down. It's not going to talk about the re- religion in the way that the folks that are here with us and the folks that listen to the show understand uh, spirituality and spiritual community. I mean, maybe there was intent to say uh, that approach to life is going to dummy you down yeah. to a point that you're not paying enough attention and you're going to find yourself in really bad situations. Uh, and uh, I, I, all I can say is I, I hope they were good, right with Jesus because they all passed away. So. <laughs> they all died. <laughs> okay, I think it was actually making a commentary on anti-vaxxers who are, uh, who are being anti-vaxxers because of religious intent. So there was way too All much right. focus All on right. religion for it just to be a throwaway line. That's fair. That's I, very so fair. I, you know, so this this whole scene mm. uh, shows this woman who is who is talking about religion, and um, and it's very clear that she's coming from like a conservative evangelical kind of perspective. Right. And uh, the kind of people that you think about being anti-vaxxers. And uh, people who then got infected with COVID-19 right. very yeah. early on, right? Because they weren't willing to take any Fair kind enough. of precautions. Fair enough. And so I, I, I think it is mm. a commentary on religion, particularly religion that is anti-science. And so we, uh, we who were a part of this, this church service this morning, right, we're talking about how, um, about how Christianity does not need to be incompatible with science, but how right. real authentic Christianity can see science as a partner that asks a fundamentally different question. Yeah. Right? Because religion no, right. asks uh, religion asks why and science right. asks how. Right. It's a different kind of question. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. One of the one of the, my go to's when people try to understand the difference between religion and science is like I say science Scientists, ask, when, when someone says oh, there's a kettle on the, on, on the oven mm-hmm. and it's boiling, why is it boiling? A scientist says, well, you've heated up the elements and uh, they're, they're, they're speeding up and the particles are separating and there's steam, steam that's going to ultimately be formed. Religion says there's a kettle boiling because someone wanted tea. Hmm. Uh, it's like more about the personal relationship and, and, and the practicality of life and who we are together. Hmm. Hmm. That's very interesting. I love it. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think it is. I think it is. So I think we are going to have to wait until later in the season to see if you actually maybe look stupid or not. Uh, <laughs> Fair you enough. Know, I, I'm gonna, like Fair I enough. said, I'm going to hold Fair you enough. accountable to that. I want to say. I hope you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I, I don't think there's any way to really know if that was a commentary on anti-vaxxers or not. Uh, you, uh, you sold me, man. You really completely you. sold me on it. Yeah, I think okay. I think well, see, I take that as a victory. You, you are the I'm going to take it as a win. You're the all-knowing Caleb. We know that you are the one person who knows everything, so... Yeah, uh, it's not surprising. Unlike it's that person surprising. with multiple degrees, you know, <laughs> right, who, who told us bomb them all, bomb, bomb them all. all. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Hey, um, we don't yet have a, a theme for next week. I don't. We think. do not. We do not. But we'll post it on social media Absolutely. later in the week. So uh, watch out for that. It has been so fun, Mark, to be here in person with you yeah. and to be with all of you Thank folks y'all. who Thank are here at Uptown Tavern. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you. Thanks for being at church. Thanks for coming here. And uh, we'll plan to see you on the next episode of... The Moonshine? Jesus. Show. Woo!